What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Hubert. In this podcast, we interview Timothy Shine, CEO of Dolt Hub. Dolt is a SQL database you can fork, clone, branch, merge, push, and pull just like a Git repository. You can also connect to it like a MySQL database to run SQL queries. All the commands you know from Git work exactly the same in Dolt. Git versions files, Dolt versions tables. It's like Git and MySQL had a baby. We joined the interview with Ralph, my co-host, and Tim explaining the meaning of Dolt. Tim, uh, Timothy, um, I don't know what you go by, Tim or Tim. Uh, Tim, uh, Ralph, uh, Tim is uh, CEO of, um, just, how do you pronounce it, Do It Dolt, Hub? Dolt, just like Idiot. Dolt. Uh, the oh. reason it's called Dolt is, so Git means idiot in British slang. Most Americans don't know this. So in order to rhyme with Git, we needed a word that meant idiot that started with D for data that was short enough to type on the command line. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, we went with Dolt. Um, so, and then we have Dolt Hub is the obviously the company name. And uh, we also have a Dolt Hub, like a, a basically a host to remote that you can push and pull from. So, okay. But you don't have it's, Linus Torvalds on your team. No, that, uh, that's the other joke is like uh, Linus saw it says, or Linus, uh, he said that uh, he names all of his products after himself. And so <laughs> first Linux, then Git. So that's uh, the, uh, um, that's another good, good Git joke. <laughs> so Git, um, so Dolt is super interesting. Um, I'd love for you to give us a bit of an intro on Dolt and Sure. It's your, your, your motivation to create it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I, uh, since probably around 2012, 2013, I was like, you can rent a computer, you can rent a database, but why can't you rent the data in a database? Um, it kind of makes no sense. Um, and now you have kind of snowflake data marketplace wherever, but, um, kind of started thinking about this problem through my previous job. And then uh, when I left that job, I was like, I really want to fix this problem. And my hypothesis was the reason you can't, the data isn't shared more is because it's too hard to share specifically in the sense that um, if I get it and I want to make a slight change to it, I've now hard forked it and I can never put my changes back into the main copy or even maintain my copy. I can no longer get updates from the source either. Right. Um, and so, uh, so I was like, we should have, like I wanted to add branch merge like we had in source code and files to data in some way. Um, and so we started this company and we started doing some research and we found a, a novel, uh, open source project called noms uh the guys were doing it had just quit doing it but uh it implemented a uh novel data structure called a proly tree um which is a content address binary tree or b tree so mm -hmm. at the leaves there's the data just like in a b tree but each uh node in the in the tree uh is has a content address uh and then the trick is when you do an insert you want the if the key, in a key space you want it to end up at the end if you want it, uh, if you if it is at the end if you if it is at the beginning you want it at the beginning but if it's in the middle you want it to it, it to only update a spline of the tree you don't want the chunks um spread out mm -hmm. or else you lose 
you lose fast uh, login access. So they had sort of played with this concept. It wasn't that great. Like they hadn't gotten very far. I think that's one of the reasons that they quit. Um, for instance, like I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't get 75 meg, more than 75 megs of data into the in, into a tree without the thing running out of memory. Um, and so we took this thing, uh, we put the Git command line on top of it, and we we're like, this is a product. We should just ship this. Uh, and so we named that thing Dolt. At the start, it wasn't a SQL database. Like you could access the data via SQL, mostly via selects, but um, the idea was you would import into this thing to share, and then you would export to do things. So it was more of a, a bridge layer. Uh, the um, the other thing about these trolley trees is you can diff them really quick. Because if so, if the root of the tree is different, that means it's different. And then if there's one row different, it just walks down the content addresses until it finds the the one yeah. row. That, How is uh, it written? These uh, trolley trees. Is it, uh... So what's the spelling of this? Uh... E R O L L Y, as in a short form. Okay, just probably. Probably. Yeah, probably okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. And so then, um, so basically, just if if you're thinking of Dolt, just think like Git and MySQL out of baby. So it, it's the exact clone of the command line. Wherever you type Git add, you type Dolt add. When you type Git commit, you type Dolt commit. Same argument, same everything. Um, only the target that you're versioning is a table, not a file. So if you type dull diff, you're printed a diff table, not a file-based diff. Uh, and so um, the so we we shipped that. We started in August in August 2018. So we actually just had our five-year anniversary. We shipped the first version of Dolt in August 2019, and the first version of Dolt Hub, which is our GitHub, in September of 2019. Um, we had that in market. We were focused on data sharing, putting data in there, trying to, and then people started showing up and were like, "Hey, if we don't really want to share data, but if there was a database that had these features." We would definitely use that. Uh, and so we're like, well, building a database from scratch is kind of hard. Um, uh, but I guess we reluctantly we reluctantly decided that that was the way to go. Um, and so for the past three and a half years or so, we've been perfecting this database. As I said, like the what we when we started, we were about like 15 times slower than MySQL um, heavy memory usage. Now we're down to. 2x MySQL, 1.5x on writes, 2.5x on reads. It's a credible large-scale SQL database, uh, <laughs> and so OLTB database. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, um, we all, we still have uh, Dolt Hub, Dolt Lab, and Host Adult. Those are kind of three products built on top. Host Adult would be like Amazon RDS for Dolt, and then Dolt Hub is GitHub, and then Dolt Lab is GitLab, so a, a Dolt Hub you can put it deploy on your on-prem, um, and yeah, no, it's and so it's like it's it's like MySQL getting MySQL out of baby. Uh, there's seven there's seventeen of us. Uh, we raised over twenty three million dollars. Uh, we have a bunch of that left. Um, pretty good customer traction. We have about fifty companies using it, about twenty five paying. Um, so the, uh, you know, it, and it's, we launched, oh, the other, we launched 1.0, Dolt 1.0 in May. So that was, that's mm -hmm. kind of, like, oh, we're ready. We're ready for prime time. Well, that's, oh. 
50 companies in 25 paying that's amazing um yeah we're, we were gods <laughs> here on open source paying uh so yeah. uh the um yeah the, we, there's three options to pay right they either pay for support of the database mm -hmm. they either pay for share like dolt lab or dolt uh dolt hub to share and then or they pay for hosting dolt um so but did, did you have to rebuild uh an entire gitlab yourself or is it kind of building on top of gitlab or um well so the the way to think about it is dolt dolt is like git it's a single 75 megabyte program that you put on your desktop but mm -hmm. we uh we there's a website called like the dolt hub that you can go to you can click around um that code we've built custom it's closed source uh, mm -hmm. and then what we did is we added some build hooks to remove a lot of the stuff from dolt hub like billing credential management all that kind of stuff and then we ship that as a compiled binary that you can install via docker container and that's what you get when you do dolt lab so you don't have okay. to write any code yourself it's just it's a docker container that spins up a website that um you can push and pull from okay cool so um i'm just trying to figure out how how to use uh how to use dolt so do i put it in like as like an OLTP database um, behind like an application. Is that something you would use it for? Or is it more like a uh, like an artifactory? Uh, so we thing? we have a number of different ways. Like I'd say there's there's three main modes that you that people use it in. There's Git for data mode, which mm -hmm. is I have a database, I want to share it, I want to um, Honestly, the, most people do use this for most really complicated spreadsheets, like mm -hmm. small scale data. They like they want they use Dolt Hub. They people clone like clone a copy locally, make a change, make a push it up, make a pull request on Dolt Hub. They're not really they don't have it's manual manual data creation or or slightly automated, right? Um, they're mm -hmm. not. They're maybe they usually up to maybe uploading data via CSV or or whatever. So, and then in in that mode, they're really focused on diff and merge, okay. uh, human review of the cells that are changing, even building CI continuous integration, continuous deployment tests on the diffs okay. um, that are being created by each of these things. So that's good for data mode. Then there is version control database mode, which is exactly what you're talking about. That's the OLTP use case. You literally just swap out MySQL, put in Dolt. You add uh, logic to your application or out of band to create Dolt commits, create branches. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, you want to do a, a schema migration, you do that on a branch. You point some of your application traffic to that branch. You do testing. Then when you're ready, you just merge that branch into main, and that becomes the application um so you get all the git specific ah. on is it, is, it, is it also that you basically um can you can basically serve all all development stages with one dolt in a way so that you yeah, have absolutely yeah have call prod um basically on the same database just different branches absolutely some of our customers do a, a customer gets its own branch so mm -hmm. you like literally get right isolation for your customers and then any domain tables you can just Serve off, either serve off main or merge into the customer branch whenever they get changed. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of different uh, 
uh, some a lot of our customers want to give a pull request workflow to their customers. So they want oh. their application to have a pull request workflow, but building that in a traditional database requires them to compute diffs, like generate conflicts, all the stuff that we okay. do very easily. Uh, and so they wow, okay. choose to use our database as the back end for that reason. Um, honestly, the, a lot of machine learning use cases, right? So they'll have their main branch, which has their training data, the different teams still wanting to get main data, but add a feature or slightly change mm -hmm. the way that the data looks over here on this branch, have a long running six month project, still be getting live oh, okay. data. So, so it's right? basically so, like a feature store in a way. Exactly, right. And so the, and then, and then oh, also using it for reproducibility, right? So whenever they train a model, they create a tag and then they're able to, um, to to do that uh, and then and the final mode is as a replica of mysql itself so since uh mm -hmm. is um mysql compatible we can read a mysql bin log have that create commits on every transaction and then basically you get this like super powered backup where you get fine-grained diffs of every transaction on your mysql let's say someone oh, runs a bad query right you can find it you can generate the patch of the op you revert it generates the patch apply that back to your master you're good to go um and so those are the kind of the three modes that people, right. i have i have i have a lot of questions <laughs> sure yeah uh, <laughs> all right. it's, it's completely uh, i'd say like it's completely novel it's like not like it's like kind of the first new slant on an LTP yeah. database in a yeah. really long time SQL database. Let's, let's, uh, I mean, let's, let's start with the version control because this yeah. is this is this is the one that I well I like them all. I like all the all these use cases. I, I have I have lots of questions on all of them, but let's start with the version control one. Um so from the application point of view, does it still use, say, like uh, the, the standard uh, SQL on to insert and delete? Yep, one hundred percent MySQL compatible. If you never use any Dolt features, mm -hmm. like never, so the so mm -hmm. you run create table, you run mm -hmm. create database, you run create table, you run insert, <laughs> you run update, you generate your data, you generate your database. If you never run call dolt commit or mm -hmm. any adult add or anything, what you're seeing is basically a MySQL database. There's nothing different. But but that uh, same but that same dolt database, um, if I wanted to read it, I could clone or or I could I could fork some data off of that real uh, on that the operationally deployed database, basically. So you there just but so I'm just trying to I'm trying to make the make a, the you the just kind of understand the model. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you knew not if you run if you download Dolt onto your computer, run Dolt SQL Server, it spins up a MySQL compatible server on port thirty three hundred six, just like MySQL. You connect to it with a MySQL client, and as root, run create database my database create table my table insert into my table blah and you just and standard sql standard mysql sql describe all that everything every well 99.87 by our measurement of uh, uh percent of sql mysql statements will work there at in at storage 
there is a prolly tree instead of a bee tree, but you haven't made a commit. You haven't done any, you have a single prolly tree just sitting there written. Well, each table has a prolly tree, but like you get the idea you have a now to access the version control features, you to do a version control right, you call a procedure that don't, uh, one of many procedures that Dolt exposes that are, that maps to the Git command line. But to read the version control features, there's, you either call a table function, a function, or a system table. Uh, there's custom procedures, functions, and system tables that expose the version control functionality to mm -hmm. you now and that's completely mysql compatible you call you run it access it via call for store procedures you just select star from the system tables or select from the system tables to access that version control so let's say once after you created your schema let's say you wanted to make and they're all the tables are empty you wanted to create a commit to make sure you could always go back to that point in time you would call dolt add add the tables then you uh then you would call dolt commit add a message, created the new initial schema. Mm -hmm. And then now you have a commit in the commit graph. You have an initial commit, an init commit. You have this commit. It's pointing to it in a graph. Let's say you wanted to create a branch to insert the data. You call dolt checkout-b or call dolt branch if you don't actually want to switch to it. Um, then you have a, now there's a new commit over here that's pointing to the same storage. And there's your main commit over here. Um, if you start inserting on this branch and then start inserting on this branch and creating commits, you are diverging history, but the shared stuff is still pointing to the same priority tree. So you don't fork storage every time you make one of these. Um, the, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, and then, and then let's say you want to merge, you call dolt merge and that merges it back in. If you want to see the log, you select star from dolt log, you see the log of commits and then you can now there's sql versions of some of the some of the stuff so if you want to read add a specific commit you can we leverage sql 2011 syntax so you can do select star from table as of commit right and that'll read the database at that commit uh right you can even join against that table so a lot of people use that for rollbacking roll, rolling back to some columns mm -hmm. right uh stuff like that <laughs> but then um uh and so and then so yeah so the i guess the version control functionality is exposed via procedure or system table or function and then and that's kind of how users program against the application right so you ha you have you have two interfaces really one's the git interface right and then you have the basic you know sql or rdbms interface to to the data well it's, it's like the git interface is exposed it's actually one right it's exposed on the command line so oh, you can inter interact with your database via the command line like that yep. using standard or and then in sql it's exposed as procedure like as sql procedures oh, functions okay. tables and so that's that's we're so interesting to kind of think that i'm like my, my brain is kind of like yeah, a lot of people, figuring, figuring out. Thing to remember is you not only get branch merge, but you also yeah. get push, pull, fetch, yeah, clone. And so you can set up a remote of this thing, which is like kind of like a backup, but a little bit obviously a backup you can write to. And so you can set up a remote on it, which is a disk somewhere else off the machine. You call adult push, that thing is up there. You can 
have your developers take a clone on their desktop, have the data, make schema changes, make data changes, push on a branch, review that using a pull request thing, and then have your production database pull those changes down when it's ready, right? Uh, you can, so it, it completely changes the distributed model. You don't need a single RDBMS to do this. Now, a yeah. lot of our customers don't get that. Uh, don't th get that sophisticated. They're like, oh, it has branches. I'll just do everything on a branch. They're like, um, they're not to the, I want distributed or decentralized right isolation uh, just yet. So, um, but yeah, you can, it's, it's completely offline first, right? So you can write locally whenever you want to sync with a remote copy, you just call a poll. Mm -hmm. Can yeah. you, um, is that your methodology to like, replicate um not just mysql but yourself so we replication we have two modes of replication so okay. we have we have what just what you said remote based replication so you set up a remote and basically you push on write from your master and then you pull on read from your replica um, we have another cluster based replication which is a short circuit that your there's no remote involved your replica just connects to the master and rep and uh, replicates the root whenever it changes. That's faster, right? Because you don't have this mm -hmm. broker. Um, and so we have, but we ought to support the, both both modes of replication. So let's say you have like a multi-region um, uh, uh, use case, right? Like your your, your business is in multiple regions, say EMEA, and then um, the U.S. You you have an application running on the U.S. side, and it's writing data into say some either um, the main the master branch or you know or the main branch or some other branch. Is it? Would, it's, would I think it, it's it's even more interesting to think of. So we we have some deep interest from the Department of the U.S. Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. so they have a lot of nodes in their network that are completely offline. Right. Right, they need to be able to read and write while offline. They, when they come online, it's very dangerous to be online because you can be targeted, tracked. Mm -hmm. They want to get data in and out as fast as possible, then go offline again. So right. that, like, that's I would think of it more in that case, which is like, let's say you're on a submarine, not on the internet. You want to be able to read and write locally from your database. Right. When you surface. You want to put a little antenna. Surface connect mm, with satellite. Okay. You want to get as much data in and out as possible. Then you want to put in lower the antenna and pretend you were never there. Wow. Okay. Uh, and so, might also make sense for mobile apps, right? I mean, mobile apps which are not really online all the time and sure have to uh, update. Are, like, have some local right, MySQL. Yeah, on, our on, issue on mobile. with mobile apps is that um, you can only so Dolt's written in Go, and so you can only embed like most mobile apps won't let you run a MySQL on the phone itself okay so you need we need an embedded solution for now you can only right now you can only embed dolt in go we mm. in order to do it in swift or in c sharp we need to expose the c library um and okay. so it, it's on the list honestly mobile the mobile apps don't they're not like i i, I wrote one of the five most popular mobile apps uh so i uh oh, which one I snapchat so um i was like oh, okay. i was around the engineering team there for since there were 10 <laughs> engineers there and so uh, th there is this use case where you 
where the the apps offline you're doing writes and then you need to come on and sync but like yeah. obviously the i like you only hit those problems after you've already built the app like it's like not uh like so like we use sqlite on the device um and then whatever apple yeah. was and so um you know i i think there is potentially a use case there eventually but it's it's not been the the uh main target the main target so far but yeah, yeah so the way to think so there is the this sync capability is basically a merge with a remote copy right and mm -hmm. that, the other thing to remember is like that's really fast because so it happens at storage not at the sql layer and so you there's no sql involved in a merge in this in a, in a, and this causes some issues with things like foreign keys right so if one side of the merge deletes a row and this per, this this side of the merge adds a, a row and there's a foreign key dependency between them, you will get your database in a state that you couldn't have actually written into it to in SQL. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we expose that as a after we've done after we've done the merge, we check for constraint violations and okay. then uh, we expose that as a as a conflict, basically. Um, but the the it just kind of goes to show that this isn't like a really simple process. Uh, you kind of have yeah, to, yeah. to yeah, because the merge happens at storage. It's a different. It's kind of like the we need to be really careful about what we're yeah. in the SQL layer. But it's it's really also very useful for. Yeah, machine use cases where you, where you kind of you need a feature store which is versioned, and I mean it reminds me a bit of of LakeFS, which is does yeah. kind of a similar thing on on, on a blob storage. Right. So the, the, I've done a lot of research into LakeFS, but the the difference between us and LakeFS is LakeFS doesn't do fine grain diffs. So we do no, diffs. Um, it's a very shallow version of Git. So it's basically also it's, it's just built on top of blob storage. Exactly. So I mean, you're you're basically I mean with these polytrees you have your inside the database, right? So that's yeah, it's an it's an efficient. we have an, our own custom engine, right? So they, yeah, like, exactly. they basically version a file. A file could be a terabyte, right? And so it's like it's not really useful for you, you, you to say like oh right. this terabyte worth of data is different than this terabyte of data it's like okay well like that's great like thank you so now they're obviously columnar and they've got other features that i don't have like i i can't put 80 right. terabytes like if you have an 80 terabyte hard drive i'm happy to Try it, but uh, you're going to need like you're going to need like 16 terabytes of RAM to to use that database in Dolt. But the um, yeah, so the, the like our because like I'd say eventually if Dolt does well, we would build a columnar version mm -hmm. using this storage engine. Now there are the keys in columnar databases are the first value that's in the column, right? And so that's not super static. And so the, we were worried about write amplification, like there'd be less sharing between. Yeah. Because like, so our probably trees are, the keys are anchored on the primary keys, right? And so then they're up to 4K of data attached to that. Um, that's really, that's a really static key. And so we can, it, it, it anchors the chunks and then it's easier to write them. Whereas with columnar, you shift it and then it's, Mm -hmm. um, How would you so it's, like, it's like less efficient. Like it would be less efficient to store the history. 
and compare. Yeah. Now um, we can we have ideas on how to fix that, but we're we're in the OLTP game for now. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, walk us through what like, like a schema evolution would look like on on gold. Well, so a it looks the same. So the it you can it looks the same as it would on a, a regular database. You would do a migration. Um, when it gets what gets interesting is okay. So like let's say I wanna I wanna call dolt the dolt diff table for a table that has had a schema change, right? So the dolt diff table renders every time the cell each cell changed back to the inception of the database. So it flattens out the history and puts it in a single table. Um, there's dolt history as well that does it at every commit. It doesn't just show when it changed, it shows it at literally at every single time. Um, so on a type change, let's say you uh, made a column more restrictive, right? And so you, you're gonna get to a point in history where there's gonna be values in the that potentially values in that column that don't fit the new constraint. Now we render the, we, we read it, we are like, oh, that doesn't fit in the new type. Just render as null. Then there's the opposite case. Let's say you made the type, the which this is more common, you made the column less restrictive. Obviously then we can render the history, the diff of every history, going back to the inception of the database. Um, so the, what I'd say is there are version control concerns when it comes to schema changes now let there's merges just work right so if you make a column change you alter column add mm -hmm. column and you merge it into main it'll just merge it'll, uh, it'll do a right rewrite of the table um there are schema conflicts so if you on one side of the merge you change the column to an int on the other uh, side of the merge you change the column to a double mm -hmm. uh, so let's say from a, a decimal when you try to merge those, it'll throw a schema conflict. It'll say it can't merge. These the schemas are incompatible. Mm -hmm. um, so there, and we're we've gotten pr pretty sophisticated with this. Like we'll merge, say, we'll automatically merge a, le a less restrictive, um, like a, two bar chars. One bar char is bigger. Like yeah, we'll, yeah. Like we'll take the bigger one. Or you take yeah, double instead of in exactly. So we we're pretty pretty sophisticated. Like the one of the ones, like one edge case that we're still is like a lot. The like primary key changes are particularly bad for us because it rewrites the mm -hmm. entire table in the new format and forces storage. Mm -hmm. So like let's say you have columns A, B, C, A, A, and B are in the primary key, but then they both exist on both sides of the table. And then you add C to the primary key over here, and you didn't change any data, right? You should be able to merge that back. Right now we can't, right? So it's mm -hmm. like um, there are uh, just because we would need to basically in that case we need to alter on this side of the merge, rewrite it, make sure it's yeah. okay, <laughs> and then say tell the customer we merge. So it, it gets you know it gets complicated and sophisticated, and we're deep enough now with enough users that like they come to us with these merge like oh why didn't this merge? Right, uh, and we're like, oh, and then you know, the, that's the, a corner case. <laughs> right, it's like okay, yeah, like it should, but it doesn't. Like um, the uh, so yeah, the does that kind of answer your question? It, I guess like yeah, yeah. I mean, I I love the idea uh, of like you know, 
you're 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 just not merging bytes. You're looking at the schema when you're merging, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, and it's not kind of the way to think of a table is the schema lives in a little a mini poly tree, mm. and the data mm -hmm. data lives in another poly tree, and then the root okay. of the table is up here. So ah. you see what I'm saying? So it's they're mm. they're in the same content address. The table lives in the same content address. Mm. Schema in a little mini poly tree over here. Data in a potentially very large poly tree over here. So any scheme operation is actually quite cheap, right? Like, uh, how big can you possibly have a schema, right? So it's like yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, <laughs> and so the um, so the it's really like the sophisticated stuff that we do is on the data side. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say the like on the schema side, it's like. Yes, it's like complicated and edge case written, but it's not expensive in the sense that it's like we're not mm. like it's like if you tell us what you want it to do, we can probably make it do that thing. It's just that the on the data side, it's a little less um, like, oh, I have a terabyte table and I've added a column to the primary key. It's like, well, I got to rewrite the entire table and your now you're forked in storage so whenever i cross that boundary mm. with, with a version control operation it's slow right um so there it, it's like there are i'd say when we think about it we think we don't really worry as much about schema as we do on the data side because the data side can get it's subject to scale basically okay um is is dalt hub is that a multi-tenant uh system or is it you get dedicated instances so so the way to think about dolt hub is dolt hub is our github and so it's offline it's a remote in the git context it's a remote right uh the what if you want an online version of dolt that's on the internet that's multi-tenant that you write applications against let's call it like an aws rds or mm -hmm. google big table or whatever that's host adult and so that's mm -hmm. multi-tenant. That's just that's literally just a MySQL endpoint on the internet. We can restrict it, obviously, to whatever cloud okay. or whatever. But like that's so you. You basically, if you procure a host adult, gives you a host name. You connect with the user and password with okay. any MySQL client you want, and you can read write from the database. Um, so I I recently wrote a book called Streaming Data Mesh. And um, Ralph here is trying to implement some kind of like uh, data mesh uh, thing at uh, his company. Um, and the way you you're, you're presenting data is very like, they're like, they could be data products, right? You you, you, you create a copy and you serve it. Can you talk more? Is, is, is uh, do you, are you familiar with data mesh? And, and do you? So I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> So I, as I said, like I'm, I'd say I'm, I'm not super familiar with the jargon in the space. Like I understand change data capture, right? You connect the product to your bin log or your Red Hat log in Postgres. You get those events. Uh, those are presented to you as events. You have some logic to turn them into something that you want to stick in a queue. You stick that in a queue. That queue can have n cut consumers. Right, and they can go and read and put that, do whatever they want with that. That date, that stream becomes a right. product, right, right. Uh, for the rest of your organization. And I understand why you would want this, right? Like I've lived in a world where it's like 
like how many accounts were created yesterday well you need you don't unless you have creation time in the actual l2p store you can't and even then that's an expensive query so then mm -hmm. you might just want to run like read read these off as events and stick them somewhere else and then also like any client side metering you have is generally in the form of events right your oh user login and write that log entry to gcs or whatever and then read the, that those logs and generate an event stream so your data warehouse is already needs to be able to handle these events and translate them and put them in so the um so i i guess i understand the concept but when you say streaming data mesh I don't know exactly what that means because I've never encountered no. that job before. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not so much the streaming part of it; it's more the, about the data mesh part, where you're creating data products, so uh, and then sharing that to other people they may want to consume it. In your case, it would I could foresee it being like a you know a clone or create a branch for for some user that wants to have access to some of that data they don't have access to any of the other branches or even branches that were made for other people uh, and they have you know they could clone it and bring it down themselves and, and process that data themselves at that, at that time um, yeah i'd say we have really sophisticated models for sharing right so yeah. you could imagine i'm i've got an LTP database i'm going to push mm -hmm. that to the hub I'm going to have my team uh, come and well, give them read permissions so they can see the data if they want to write to that data. Yeah. You can use the GitHub model where you're like, okay, create a fork, right? You can write to your own fork and then create a pull request back to mine, but you can't change the, the thing directly. They can do whatever they want with their own fork. Once, if they want to merge, they can. They can come back, create a pull request of specific changes that they made, not even all the changes they make, right? They can mm -hmm. make changes on a branch so i yeah. would say so i think i think for a non-streaming data mesh <laughs> so like this this would be a um really cool, cool technology which i mean i mean nobody really in, in this data mesh uh community in a way has really thought about that yet <laughs> i think i mean what they currently do is to i mean it's basically the concept is basically really like hubert said about sharing data in an organization without um giving everybody access in a way so you just give access to a certain part of the data or yeah sure, yep. and, and and for that it would be perfect i mean um you could basically yeah use that to really build something cool um data meshy because currently what, what people are doing is they are basically pushing all the data into a data lake or into data warehouse um and then they go from there and um also data mesh implementations uh um mostly done in the same fashion so push it all into a data warehouse and then then we share it somehow um but this would be much more fine-grained i mean this would be cool for this use case as well and also i mean when i think about developing um against i mean developing microservices for example or whatever um and you have different development stages like i mean that's the different the other use case and it's it's really it feels natural i mean from you explain it it feels very natural that you can actually um work with a database in the same way as you do with code um in a way um which you couldn't yeah, do before I mean, yeah. the biggest thing our customers say is like we don't even have to learn this we already know how to use it right yeah. because <laughs> it's like we all know how to use natural, really. we all know how to use git it's like they're yeah. like if i don't know how to do the git thing i just search the git documentation if i don't need to 
if I don't know how to do the SQL thing, I'd search the SQL documentation. It's only at this really small bridge between the two products mm -hmm. that I need to learn <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, because I mean, so this is always so weird. I mean, you have, I mean, you have Git and, and source code control and lots of branches, but then you you just have one dev database, for example, and right. um, that that always felt like a like a mismatch for me um, when I was developing or when I'm doing development right now. And this would really clean this up a little bit. So, I mean, would bring the code and the database much closer together. So that's... Yeah, the, the, we do interesting. get interesting... So, for instance, the, here's like a an interesting, like something that's interesting. So, in your code, right, your code, most ORMs and code that interfaces the database does not expect for there to be able to be multiple schemas, mm -hmm. uh, like different schemas for the same table, right? So you can't like bind an object to with these variables to versions of the schema prior to this commit, and uh, and and then uh, bind it. To, so you need you basically your um, your code needs to be schema aware. And mm -hmm. what what our a lot of our customers have actually asked for is they're like mm -hmm. don't, they basically want a mode where the schema can be pinned to a specific commit or branch like branch head let's say the head of main um, mm -hmm. and then they basically whenever they read from a version that's not that schema they want the that data projected onto that schema because that works better for, they so they still want the schema to exist in the previous versions and they want to have a block but they don't when they do read the history they don't want to have to manually change the schema of the the object they're returning right and so it yeah. does get kind of interesting in the sense that like because exactly what you're saying like you can only have one like there's only ever one database a lot of the tools that people are working with they like they're like oh this is really cumbersome for me to like map these objects across schema versions for instance um so because they also don't know when they read like they're doing as of queries like they're finding a lot of commit in the log and they're doing they don't know what schema they're going to get back right so they have to mm -hmm. um you can mm -hmm. now you can use reflection and things like sql alchemy or whatever but it's still then your objects need to be back anyway it's like uh exactly, yeah but I mean, that brings me to another question. So, um, do you have any any tooling which um, kind of uh, lets you exploit the correspondences between code commits? I mean, in Git and your adult commits, so that you can basically kind of align these versions of the database and the code in a way. Yeah, like we we had a thing called Git Dolt where you now we deprecated where you could stick a Dolt repository like you like or adult database inside of Git, just like you would a Git LFS or whatever, but people didn't really like that model. They, they tended to, um, because it was in the, it was off, like kind of offline just sitting there, that what they tended, mm -hmm. it tended just to do that kind of stuff in configuration and write it in a custom way. Um, we haven't gotten enough use cases communicating what they exactly what they want to find a pattern with what exactly they would yeah. want. Like it's all kind of, at this point, still really custom how they're how most companies are dealing with versioning. We like we have people doing something as simple as like 
whenever I build a machine learning model, I just create a tag. Like that's literally the only thing I do. I, it's otherwise it's my mm -hmm. SQL, right? Uh, the, uh, and then, uh, and then we have people that are like super sophisticated. They're like, I've got 50 databases. They all have hundreds of branches. Different teams are working on uh, on a branch of different databases. They're adding, they're changing schema. They're merging like basically. So we have like we have all manner of like sophistication in the customer okay. base, um, depending on like kind of what how, honestly how comfortable they are with versioning. Okay. And how about scalability? I mean, you talked about like these huge tables and also about replication. Sure. So the bin log. So do you also have um like a I don't know, like a scaled out version of so, no, we don't we don't so, it's it's just like my SQL right now. Like it scales to the size of a single hard drive, so it's vertically scaled. Yeah. Now what the what, what what you were talking about is sort of like a Amazon Dino Dino DB or like Cockroach DB where yeah. you just you separate storage from compute and then you can scale the storage wide and then you can add compute nodes. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing about the format that makes it that impossible like it's literally just 4k files on disk so you can put those on mm. wherever you want as wide as you want um and then we also know which access patterns are likely to need the same file so we can stick those in the same locality mm -hmm. too um but uh so we, basically like we have databases up to about a terabyte what we recommend is you have about uh, about 10% of the size of the database in RAM. So if you, you need a 128 gig RAM box to run a terabyte database, um, okay. the, uh, it's not like, I'd say it's not a big data use case. Like it's not like you wouldn't be sticking mm -hmm. like petabyte scale databases in here right now. Um, so now eventually we would my you my could. goal is honestly i want one of the anywhere where there's a table <laughs> i want a version of dolt a version of that mm. that's very controlled right excel snowflake uh cockroach yeah. obviously mm -hmm. MySQL, we're already there sql light right like any any version of uh a, a table i think could could benefit from using the back end of dolt so yeah, uh, yeah. i agree it's really just where, like, what, what priority order are we going in? Uh, so. <laughs> what's uh, what's next for Dolt? So, you know, we we launched one in May, and so we kind of hung up a sign that like we're open for business. Uh, and <laughs> since, and even though it's summertime, uh, we're actually seeing marked different difference in traction, like new customer showing up on our discord every day which means there's probably like 10 using it that aren't talking to us uh <laughs> and so, um so i think for now it's like we still if you like let's so for instance like you if you the customer came and they wanted to use this this certificate management app called xda and it's a that's a mysql uh option mm -hmm. they pointed at adult and we it was using ansi quotes so it like turn on a special SQL mode in my SQL called ANSI quotes and uh, and so Dolt doesn't support ANSI quote mode. And so in order to make this app work with <laughs> Dolt, we need to support ANSI quotes. So a lot of what I think the what will work on for the Latinx 
the next six months is edge case MySQL compatibility. Uh, so yeah. basically, we want it to be a drop-in replacement for um, another example is like generated columns. So we customer came, they're like, oh, we use generated columns. And I was like, OK, well, we don't support those. So <laughs> uh, we need to support them. Uh, and so I'd say about half the team is working on that. The other um, half is, so we, Dolt is built from the storage engine up. There is no MySQL code in it. So that means we have our own analyzer and engine, SQL analyzer mm -hmm. and engine, which is notoriously the hardest part of a database to build. Um, ours is, let's call it a C minus. Uh, <laughs> it's slightly <laughs> below average. Uh, <laughs> and so um, we are now like the, what we make, we make up for that in being extremely responsive, right? So if you come to us with a slow join, we'll get an engineer optimizing that specific query for you. Um, so the uh, now the goal is by the end of the year, we just have fewer of those, right? Yeah. Either correct and focus, obviously focusing first on correctness um, and then sec second working on performance. Uh, and so that, you know, we're still, we're still in the phase where our analyzer isn't, Obviously, I think Postgres is the the gold standard now analyzer. Um, so, but we are like we we have found queries where we are faster than MySQL. So, like MySQL hasn't changed their engine in twenty years now. So the you know I'm not uh, it's not if if they're if we're a C minus they're a C plus. So we don't have very much um, the people that are. So I'd say those are the two focuses, like just becoming a better OLTP database, and and then and getting rid of yeah. some of the MySQL edge cases. But like we're getting where we have good traction, like the, um, and then obviously if we, if this DOD thing comes through, I think we're kind of set from a revenue standpoint. Um, and it honestly, it makes a lot of, they're like, the people we're talking to are like, this makes a ton of sense. Like I, it's just, I think we just need this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so that, you know, that, yeah, I mean, it's a tool that's just that's really accessible to everybody, you know, and and there's a lot of, it sounds like there's a lot of need for it. And you made it really simple for people to, you know, get that data as easy as possible with uh, with confidence and trust. Yeah, so, the, the, uh, it's hard, like, um, you know, it, with any new product, you're, you're hoping that it, there's a need for it. I think with databases in particular, it's like, you, you're, it's not the place in your stack, you know, you tend to take a lot of risk. Mm -hmm. And so the people that want to use it now or like that are using it now are really like really need it. Like they need to, they need to add a pull request workflow to their application or they need, they literally can't do the machine learning work without something like this. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But honestly, once you use it, you kind of, you're like, why don't, why doesn't every database just work this way? <laughs> like, uh, like, the, like, like you can run like update set column A equals column A minus one, where limit, where rand limit five. So you just literally like, and then in a traditional database, you're screwed. Like you have no, like what happened? Right <laughs> here, you run dull diff, you see it, you can patch, you run the reverse patch, right? Like it's, 
it's like it doesn't make any sense that deletes and updates are destructive mm. by default, right? Like, uh, and yeah. so like if you can store the history, you should. Like, no other piece of software that we have does that anymore, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Deletes, right? Like, uh, it's, it's, it's so weird. Yeah. So, so we we think that like, you know, just eventually most databases will work like this and you know we have a, a lead so we gotta keep keep doing it and um but yeah like it, it definitely uh it just seems to make a ton of a ton of sense like it doesn't like uh in the um so we're not um we think we're on to something uh the uh but and we raise money at a good time so we we're yeah no, we're we're doing pretty well financially we're, we're okay yeah you, you have a couple of like fronts that you can actually go to market with like you have the data like the data governance or like lineage and you know um you also have uh like support of the uh say if you know somebody someone were to call in and say hey you know i don't know what happened well let's check out what you did <laughs> you know, right 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, honestly, the, the audit log of every cell i've tried to mm -hmm. sell that it's it's hard i don't think people the interesting the and like obviously I've, now i've been trying to sell this database for four years the mm -hmm. people <laughs> that want audit aren't the people that run the database mm -hmm. yeah you see so it, you have to sell to two different people which is always harder sells so right. like our like our initial sales have been to developers because like, oh, I need to build this feature for in the application right. or, or, oh, my, I'm, I'm a data engineer on the data, like on the machine learning team. And we need a database that does these things. Yeah. Do I think, I think like the, the more secure the data in your database, I think the more people will want that audit. Um, of absolutely yeah like and like the, you get you can you know that we don't have these but you can you can even do signed commits so mm -hmm. you can you can make it so it's cryptographically provable that the, these are the people that touched this thing right mm -hmm. yeah. uh this particular cell in the database um and you know mm -hmm. or like sec all these all the compliance that's like yeah. god tier level uh <laughs> the yeah. uh cool. compliance um now we, we the problem is i have to convince those people like those people don't know what kurt will get like signing a commit is right so they yeah, like exactly. uh so it, you know it, now again what i'm like i think as you guys are seeing like one of our issues is that dolt can be used for a lot of things right and so we don't know which one of these verticals to sell into so we've kind yeah. of got really wide in our marketing and then waited for mm. people whoever shows up and then hit then try to hit that basically hit that vertical the hit that right. vertical hard once we yeah. uh, we see the people that show up um which you know our investors are like it's it's not a common strategy because there's not that many tools that you can mm -hmm. build that are like oh you can use it for anything like anywhere right. like, anywhere you use mysql you should use it like yeah. it's like and then yeah. actually seen it, like actually have a credible reason why that's true, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any any uh, any thoughts of doing it for Postgres as well? So 
we're actually we funded that project. We're starting it. So there's three ways to do. There's two. Well, two main ways to do a Postgres implementation. So you can do what we've done, which is you can for MySQL, which is you can build an an engine and a parser, and just have MySQL or Postgres SQL dialect, but still have it run through a completely Dolt specific Postgres stack. So you. It's Postgres compatible, but it's not Postgres. Right. Now, our our view there is like there's not like people don't want Postgres because the SQL is slightly different, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, or they maybe they have a Postgres application that they want to migrate, and that's right. that gives them an easier on ramp. But that honestly, or most ORMs make that easy anyway. So it. Mm -hmm. It, I'd say it doesn't bias as much as the second thing, which is like you can you can build a Postgres extension, which in the the way the interface that Postgres exposes is what's called a file-based foreign data wrapper. And so we would write dolt storage in the same way we do now. And then we would have now the problem is we'd have to make expose the engine in C, which we don't know how to do very fast and well, um, to Postgres and then have that read the storage and then expose those via tables. And then what you get is you get Postgres engine up and just mm -hmm. build storage. And what that would allow you to do is in Postgres, you would be able to have any Postgres table and Dolt side by side in the same database. Mm -hmm. Uh, which we think is a little bit at least differentiates it a little bit more than what we currently have now the problem with that is those deployments are pretty complicated like we would need to vent a docker container like the great thing about dolt now is like dolt is literally just a single program it's 100 mm -hmm. megabytes you download it and you can run it it just works you know there's no in, in, the, in the like <laughs> the, in the current world of software development it's like oh yeah like i need to have like my own docker container and like there's mm -hmm. 80,000 Python dependencies is like, no, no, it's just, it's old school software compiled for your platform. You download it, you run it. It's like, it works. Uh, and cool. so, we, <laughs> um, and we love that model. So we're, you know, in Postgres, it would be a little different. So um, we're kind of scoping that right now. The, uh, you know, what do you, what do you guys think? What, what, uh, which, which of those two options would you rather have? I'd have to do a lot of research to answer that question, but yeah. <laughs> I'd go for the extension as well, I think. So yeah. That would be... Yeah, that one, but we're just not... We're it would be hard terrible. to sell, I mean, I think, right? Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're, we're not, we're, we're kind of worried about performance across mm -hmm. that C bridge, C to go bridge, but, and we're not rewriting the engine in C. Yeah. So anyway, it's, we're on it um <laughs> the uh cool. like uh, the other question that i would have for someone is would you rather have a competing postgres oltp version or would you rather have something like sql light adult mm -hmm. light where it was embedded right you could like would you rather have a big dolt right where you it's horizontally scalable it can go forever storage be separate Right, like the, the, there's other kind of greenfield opportunities to use Dolt in in ways that don't like kind of even just compete with itself. Now that being said, 
literally some one one person a week shows up and asks for Postgres. So it's like mm. I think my people is sort of a dead dialect in mm. the most of the software development community. So we definitely I think if in going my the reason we went MySQL is because there was an open source package, like if there was an open source engine we could just plug in and there was my test for parsing and serving. So like we got a huge head start from using these open source. No Postgres equivalent exists. So um Cool. Yeah. Well, now we're we're over time. Um, I don't want to. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, next steps yeah. for you guys. I'm sorry. What's your the, what are the next steps? Are you ever going to hear from you again? Or the, um, I got to see my face <laughs> on the internet. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It'll probably yeah it'll probably take me a little a little while to kind of uh, put this together and 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 you know and present it. Uh, it's for the book. Um, so maybe later this year, early next. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, if if you want, I can you know share it as is. Um, if that's something you'd like, it just there's a no, lot I, of really I, I interesting just, conversations in here. <laughs> no, totally, one hundred percent. Like the obviously, what we th we think what we build is cool. Like we're a little biased, yeah. but the uh, <laughs> yeah. the. Uh, um, I, I just want to know if I need to do anything for you to kind of keep this ball no, no. rolling. Like, I'm like, obviously, I love anytime people are telling other people about what we built is exciting for me, right? So, the exactly. yeah, so, so I think, I mean, it's kind of a run up for, for or this kind of research for, for the book we're writing about. It's more about streaming databases, so it's not directly connected, but still, um, the idea is to collect um, ideas. Like, like like from you and, and from, yeah. from from database designers and kind of bring this all together but on the other hand i mean we could also i mean share these videos um kind of um yeah in not too much time because um this would also help you right so to get some more um, 100 yeah like the, obviously we're in the stage where the interested in, in your platform so we definitely like to help you as well because i mean it, it's yeah. a really cool concept I, I think especially i mean i'm because last year i was CTO of a, of a a small um, AI startup, and I think we could have used that. I mean, especially as a feature store. And in that that case, um, when you were asking for for suggestions about your your next steps, so I think um, kind of this the scalable version of it, where would be where where you just dissociate uh, storage from compute and all that, would be helpful for um, for machine learning use cases where you have a lot of uh, data, right? So especially these new NLP use cases. So there, I think that would be definitely yeah, something interesting for the, the NLP, right? Like the data that you're using, like the core models on a huge thing, but you tend to be really curating a small set to fine tune, right? And yeah. that's a place where diff the difference between different branches. Anyway, I'll, I'll, it's it's a good good advice. I've had a hard, we've had a hard time kind of elbowing into the data science, yeah. machine learning, there's just a lot of yeah. people trying to sell to those people. And so um, I've kind of been more like waiting for those people to show up organically. Um, because like, honestly, I even just channels where those people hang out, it, you get <laughs> right, like, it's like, uh, really? yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's not it's a very insular community. Like, if you're not publishing well, on Arctive, they don't want to hear from you, right? It's like, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm not really in this community, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like, I, I, uh, 
if you, like, if you like, can like could, database from scratch, I'm not, but I'm uh, I am not qualified to. But oh, yeah, okay. on their machine learning channel, talking about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, very helpful for AI people would be like really just the, the versioning. I mean, if you would kind of um, give it an angle to to sell it kind of as a feature store, that would be helpful, I guess, because that's what they are looking for mostly. And also, um, of course, when you think about the NLP use cases, um, vector search, if you, if you could somehow add some 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 uh, like easy vector search functionality, yeah, yeah, no, like it would also be useful, of course. There, but it. But that's more, more column now. Yeah. Modify a probably tree to be a vector store and yeah. have a similarity search on the vector. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know how, how, how efficient this would be because I mean, that, that, yeah, it would be hard to how to optimize the diffs here because they are. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what. Yeah, like uh, it. You just have these vectors of like a thousand columns of of, of doubles. Or so. not, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really like there. That that was always <laughs> my like. Yeah, you can stick these things in a vector database, but. We don't know what the vectors mean, and so like it, yeah. Like, what are you query? Like, it's, uh, I um, maybe eventually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, guys, I got to run. I'll, it was a pleasure right. talking to you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Tim. We'll thanks see you. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye.